Hello, everybody. I'm Stephen Oshansky. This is the State News Podcast. And but you know what? We're not even going to give you the rundown. We got to get right into it today. Do you yeah. watch that beatdown? The hands of Wisconsin, the Michigan State Spartans. There is no conceivable way how you think this football team can win a Big Ten championship this year. No, I, I wasted two and a half hours on Saturday watching that. You you can get angry, you can be upset about it, and we're going to try and break it down for you, but there is no conceivable way. We're going to get that out there right now. There is no conceivable way that this team, the way it is playing and the way things have shaped out over the summer and how who they lost and, and whatnot, that last game proved it, that there is no conceivable way that this team wins a Big Ten championship. I, there, look, Tyler O'Connor was god-awful. No, no, you're 100% right. Tyler O'Connor was got off of the offensive line was about as useful as a broken foot. They look like a bunch of pine cones laying right in the middle of the road. Bunch of orange barrels. I could have gotten through them. It looked like one of those swinging Give, saloon doors yes, that you yes. see in those old they, cowboy they movies. They were awful. Give Wisconsin credit. They dialed up the right blitzes. They show a bunch of different packages. They do it to everybody. And I mean that just goes to show you that Tyler O'Connor can't read a can't read a he, blitz. He had no help. I will give him that. And no. he can't nobody picked up those blitzes. I don't know what they were doing up, upstairs in the in the press box. What they were what they were doing, but if you're a fan of Michigan State, you can't be happy with it. And those orange it starts with the orange barrels on the offensive line in that game. And the O-line, I mean, they were undisciplined, too. Think about all the different holding penalties. all Every kind of penalty of every asset. There were uh, personal fouls. It was just unexcusable. I it, don't know how you can get away with that. Is, is, it was awful football. We're not going to sugarcoat it. It was awful football. No. When was the last time you saw them get beat down that bad? The last time I remember Alabama, watching. Alabama, New Year's Eve. That, that's a little different, and I'll, I'll get to that point in a second. 37-6, 2010 at Iowa. They just got obliterated in every facet of the game. And you could say it was close for a half, but you, you knew at the way they moved that ball down the field, especially on third down. That's the next point I have is the secondary was, what were they doing? Did they not realize it takes more than three downs to get off the field? Uh, you have to force a not. fourth down. Not third down to 15 and, oh, we're just going to give up at five. We're just going to let the receiver go to five yards of space and hopefully he drops one. Did they come? No. That, they... Was, that was awful. Like, they, there's – go ahead. Go ahead. Did they convert for more than 10 third down receptions? What do you mean? Did they convert, like, on third down, like, more than 10 times? I think they did. I, it was up there. Yeah. It was – I don't know. I, want, I, I counted even... in the press box. Uh, there were five tallies. I had five tally marks on th- at least third and long. Third so I'm down. going over third and ten. Yeah. Where, or at least third and ten, where they picked up a first down through the air on a pass that was on the dime from a freshman quarterback who the defensive line couldn't get any pressure on. And they on the secondary. once on that first drive. And then after that, they, they, they were the thumbs up there, you know where. And on the secondary, too, there was at least five yards between a defender and a receiver. Yes. Oh, yeah. And so, like, let me. I'm gonna give you this question. Did like we we already said it? Did, where? How did they fare in the Big Ten? Because they're not gonna win it. No, there's no way they get past Ohio State. At, at this point, there's no way they get past Michigan. I'm I'm still skeptical about Michigan's schedule. Right. But the way they played against Wisconsin, they can't show up in a big game. They look like they look like posers. N- they no- look like Big Ten title posers. Notre that's Dame. Usually, that was Iowa until Michigan State did. Now they're both posed. Now there's two groups 
They're contenders and they're opposers. And now that Iowa is in it, Michigan State is in it because neither of them are going to win the Big Ten title. And if they somehow prove both of us wrong and they magically get better, I will eat my words. I'll, I will apologize I'll, profusely. I'll eat a big fat turd. Yes. It, there's no reason watching that game how you could come out believing that Wisconsin, Michigan State, Wisconsin is good. But there's no reason for you to think that Michigan State could somehow win the Big Ten title. And if you're one of those fans, or if you listen to somebody say, all our goals are still in front of us, this isn't last year. This isn't Nebraska. This isn't a one-point loss on an awful call in a game that you blew and you were leading on the road. It was an absolute beatdown. This is at home, number 11 or 10 school in the country that you are facing in your backyard and, and you are they ranked ahead of them. you you are ranked ahead of them you are supposed to be the better team you come in with a touchdown favorite that got dwindled down to about four points before the game you are the favorite and your team comes off destroying notre dame no matter how close that score got at the end and this is what you do you flatline they were flatlined they played dead wisconsin came out with a bite and they responded by trying to play dead well, I, I have two points. That that Notre Dame game, it, it's a false fallacy now. Like it, it looks promising last Saturday. Now it means absolutely nothing. Oh, it means it means nothing, especially when Notre Dame loses to Duke. And you know what? And they're one and three. Even if Michigan State's offense didn't lay an egg, and if they didn't turn the ball over five times, that game is still they lose by a touchdown. Right. And people can make the ex- people are, were making the excuse. Well, if we had just stopped them on those third downs, it's a different game. Yes, but you didn't make the plays when they were there. This wasn't a fourth down and one where you could have stopped them. This is a third and fifteen. That's and you should be a high school team should get off the field on a third and fifteen. Not a D1 program that's supposed to have some of the best linebackers in the country and one of the best secondaries in the country. With that much talent, and you let up a, you give a redshirt freshman quarterback a ton of time to throw a ball into windows that are closing. He he looked like he looked like the fifth year senior. He looked there. like what Tyler O'Connor is supposed to be at this point. This man, Tyler O'Connor, has played four, has learned four years in this offense, and he looked like he hadn't played it down. Or well, he really hasn't, but he didn't look like he had played his entire like he didn't look like he'd he didn't look like he'd ever school. beaten ohio state yes. he didn't look like he'd ever beaten a notre dame on the road no he looked like a freshman he looked how, how hornerbrook should have played this it, there's no reason to give up a they, they were the most unprepared that i've ever seen so i it, that's 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 how we're gonna break down that game there's no really reason rhyme or reason to break down the game and you know onto a much lighter note we want to introduce a new contest for you, for our loyal listeners who have listened to us every Tuesday and Friday, and if you've went as far back as listening to us on a Monday during those dark times. We'll give you, we'll just take a moment and listen, listen to this. We're introducing a new contest to you. Each week you can listen to the TSN podcast, this show you're currently listening to, for the chance to win a copy of the commemorative book on Mark D'Antonio, Michigan State University football, Reaching Higher. You've heard us detail it every time on this podcast. And now you can, if you listen to us twice weekly, you just listen for th- three keywords. Again, there's three keywords throughout the show. We'll introduce them. You can hear them. Just write them down, and you can enter them at statenews.com slash podcast for each day on that Tuesday and Friday, and you can enter into the contest for a free book, free book on Mark D'Antonio and Reaching Higher. If you, you just enter it in there, you get, you get those words, you'll be put into the contest, and now your chances are good. Your chances are very good right now if you're one of the first people to enter, and that's it. So... I'll just introduce the new keyword for you this week. Keyword, first keyword on a Tuesday is old. 
Again, that is old, O-L-D. That's keyword number one, O-L-D. Well, for the rules of it, uh, for the rules of the contest, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited, contest hosted by the state news, entry period runs Monday at 12 a.m. through Sunday at 11.59 p.m. weekly, and contest may be ended at any time. Winners may not be employees or family members of employees of the state news. Winners will be announced weekly on the state news Facebook page. Prizes must be claimed within 30 days of winning, and the winner will be randomly selected from complete and correct submissions. Odds of winnings vary based on submissions received. Talking MSU football isn't complete without talking about the driving force behind this amazingly successful program, Mark D'Antonio. Hi everybody, my name is Casey Harrison, and any true Michigan State fan has to check out Reaching Higher, a commemorative book detailing the story behind D'Antonio and how he elevated a struggling team to a national powerhouse. Whether new to Spartan football and reading about his journey to excellence for the first time, or a seasoned football pro wanting to relive the excitement, Reaching Higher makes a great read and even a greater gift. Reaching Higher, Mark D'Antonio and the Rise of Michigan State Football is available for just $24.95 at thesne.ws forward slash D'Antonio book. That website again is thesne.ws forward slash D'Antonio book. Or better yet, this is Stephen Oshansky here for the State News Podcast. You can just go to statenews.com, find the little banner that says Relive Mark D'Antonio's First Years, click on that, and it takes you right to the checkout page. Again, you can get Mark D'Antonio's Reaching Higher for just $24.95. Reaching Higher. Get it now. Welcome back, everybody. This, I, you know what, Casey, I could go on more about Michigan State and Wisconsin, but, you know, we got to get to some more, we got to get to some business here. Yeah. I think we, we there's an interesting thing. It was it, a busy weekend in sports. It was. It and was. It, and it was also a sad day in sports, especially yesterday. Three, three deaths, one close to home, one down in Major League Baseball, and one of a famous golfer. One of the all-time greats in golf. A very famous golfer, if you don't know by now, it was Arnold Palmer in the MLB. Jose Fernandez, the young uh, 24-year-old pitcher for the Florida Marlins. Miami Marlins. Mar- Miami Marlins, excuse me. It um, used to be the Florida Marlins. Yes. Um, but, uh, he, so, he, and then Mylon Hicks, a yes. CFL player in Calgary, shot in a nightclub, another tragic Michigan State football loss from 2013, the Rose Bowl you know, winning team. Yeah, um, let, let me get into that. Uh, so Mylon Hicks passed away. Uh, he was fatally shot at a nightclub in Calgary. Um, he was playing for the Calgary Stampede of the CFL, the Canadian Football League, um, and he played from the Spartans from 2010 to 2014, like you said, a member of the 2013 Rose Bowl team. Um, the second member of that team to die, um, with the first one being Mike Sadler. And that news came to light Sunday Sunday morning. Um, Mark D'Antonio said he found out about the news at approximately 9 a.m. Uh, one of the other big deaths in the weekend is golf legend Arnold Palmer. Um, he was we, scheduled for heart have, surgery. Do we have Mark D'Antonio, a statement from Mark D'Antonio? Um, I would have to find that. But just one moment, I can I can get that for you. Um, but going back to Arnold Palmer, he he was I believe he was 87 at the time of his death. Um, he was scheduled for heart surgery 
in Pittsburgh um, at the time of his passing. And then kind of the biggest shock out of the weekend um, in terms of these three deaths um, was definitely Jose Fernandez. MLB pitcher Jose Fernandez. Um, Fernandez, 24, originally from Cuba. Um, he defected when he was a teenager um, along with his mother and his grandmother. Um, he, he was just 24 years old, and he died on on Sunday morning after a 32-foot boat that he was on overturned on a jetty off of Miami Beach. And it was a gut-wrenching loss for the Fernandez family. Um, his girlfriend at the time, she, she was pregnant, um, so a very unfortunate case there. The Miami Marlins canceled their game that day against the Atlanta Braves, and they, they planned a tribute Jose Fernandez during their game Monday night. Um, oh, it's just a, you know, all anytime a you know, sports figure dies, especially the way this country is wrapped up in sports, it's, it's especially sad. I mean, especially if you're a fan of that team. I mean, if Jose Fernandez, that's just an un, unexpected death. And for a guy that had a bright future, was well-liked, uh, it, I think Jose Fernandez is kind of like the Mike Sadler for the Miami Marlins, in a sense. And you can check out this article. It's a Detroit Free Press article um, talking about former Michigan State Mylon Hicks uh, defensive back dies in Calgary club shooting. Uh, Mark D'Antonio, he went on the record to tell the Free Press that it was, it was a tragic accident, just tragic, D'Antonio said sen- Sunday night. It sort of rocked MSU football. Um, it was a very competitive person, and he just enjoyed playing football and being around our program. He went 100 miles an hour. Uh, number six was a beautiful person, like Mike Sadler in a lot of ways, and he just lit the room up whenever he walked in. Yeah. It, Mike Sadler, I think, was the the epitome of Spartan football and the kind of person I think D'Antonio wants people to be. So I think anytime somebody dies, they're going to get related to Mike Sadler, in a sense, if they lived like Mike Sadler. I think D'Antonio's produced a lot of guys like Mike Sadler, in a sense. Yeah. I think everybody has their own unique personality. And, and, and Mylon Hicks said, yeah, it, it is going to wreck the Spartan community because here, I think, this football team and a lot of those guys that – the, the way they win is because they win because they're a family. Yeah. And so, you know, we're going to be able to have a chance to talk to these guys later in the day on Tuesday. It, it, I wonder what they're going to have to say. I'm sure it's all just going to mirror a lot of what D'Antonio said. And I think we, you know, it's sad and it's tragic when somebody dies, especially that way. And so it, it going towards Jose Fernandez, I mean, the guy was a, I mean, Probably he was the biggest up and coming ace in the sport. And I mean, a lot of people forget the fact that he was only 24. I mean, this man, he's he won rookie of the year. He won he was in contention for multiple Cy Young awards. He was in contention for it this year. Um and and the fact that he he I mean, he was in two All-Star appearances by the time he was 24. It's unbelievable the the short-lived career that Jose Fernandez had and the success that he was able to achieve. Because when he came to America, he didn't even want to be a pitcher. His rookie season, he started it off in single A, and he was called up, and he ended up winning rookie of the year that year and going to an all-star game. I mean, absolutely nuts. And he re- he had he'd rebounded after coming back from Tommy John surgery, which a lot of pitchers can do nowadays, but it's still not an easy task to do. 
And it, it really kind of reminds me, um, I didn't live through it, but when Roberto Clemente died in that plane crash, um, just utter disbelief from around the league, um, players tweeting out the fact that they were absolutely stunned and heartbroken. Um, and it, it kind of puts into perspective just how crazy life can just come to an abrupt end. Right. Oh, yeah. Onward now, um, we're going to try and bring a lighter tone to the to the show. When we come back, we're going to talk about some news that went around, um, especially across the state of Michigan over the weekend, um, a lot of protests going on. But before we get into that, we're going to get to our second word of the day for the State News Podcast Contest um, that, again, is to win a commemorative book uh, reaching higher. Uh, word number two of the afternoon is brass, B-R-A-S-S. Once again, the word is brass. And you can listen to the SN Podcast for a chance to win a copy of the commemorative book on Mark D'Antonio and Michigan State University's football team, Reaching Higher. Listen to the state news twice weekly. Um, listen to the sports podcast for three key words of the day. And then visit statenews.com forward slash podcast for contest entry and rules. And that's it. That's all you got to do. Talking MSU football isn't complete without talking about the driving force behind this amazingly successful program, Mark D'Antonio. Hi, I'm Stephen Oshansky with the State News Podcast, and any true Michigan State fan has to check out Reaching Higher, a commemorative book detailing the story behind D'Antonio and how he elevated a struggling program into a national powerhouse. Whether new to Spartan football and reading about this journey to excellence for the first time or a seasoned football pro wanting to relive the excitement, Reaching Higher makes a great read and an even greater gift. Reaching higher, Mark D'Antoni and the Rise of Michigan State Football is available for just $24.95 at T-H-E-S-N-E dot W-S forward slash D'Antonio book. That website again is T-H-E-S-N-E dot W-S forward slash D'Antonio book. Better yet, why don't you just go to the State News website, click on the side banner with Mark D'Antonio on it, and the book, it's a, it's a picture of the book that says Reaching Higher, and it'll take you right to the checkout page. Again, there's Mark D'Antonio, Reaching Higher, and the Rise of Michigan State Football, available now. Welcome back, everybody. Segment number three of the State News Podcast coming to you on a Tuesday afternoon. And, Stephen, I don't know if you are aware of this, but there were a lot of protests that happened oh, throughout the weekend. Uh, am I aware of this? Um, and they weren't just protests <laughs> going on throughout the country. They happened right here in, in our home state of Michigan. Right in the backyard. Um, one here being in East Lansing, the other one down the road in Ann Arbor, and their next-door neighbor in Ypsilanti. Right. And they're... So let, let me let me get in. Michigan State. If you if you weren't watching, if you hadn't read the news, if you hadn't checked anything out, three players: Gabe Sherard, defensive end, grad transfer, Gabe Sherard, uh, fifth year senior fullback, Delton Williams, and uh, freshman Kenny Like. They all stood on during the national anthem, following in Colin Kaepernick's footsteps. They didn't kneel, but they raised their fit their right fist uh, up to the sky. In, in protest, in solidarity with the Colin Kaepernick movement, and that's happened all across the country. And on this show, we've discussed at length the Colin Kaepernick story. It, players at Michigan have done the same, and they, 
Uh, I'll let Casey get into the Eastern Michigan stuff. He's spent a little bit more time on that than I have. But it's good to see that it's happening here, and a lot of people will probably go after these players for all the wrong reasons, again, as they went after Colin Kaepernick. I already read a comment that said they're going to stop coming to games and they're going to stop supporting the program. And he, he That's had fine a, by he, me. He hey. had a, I, cause the man who commented also pointed out he's a law enforcement official. And he made that his reason for not wanting to support them and not wanting to support Michigan State as if it all permeate, permeates the program somehow. I think he was disappointed in Mark D'Antonio's comments following the game and, and Mark D'Antonio's support of it. Mark D'Antonio, he said this is America and that they're allowed to, to do this. And they do have that right. There's no reason for them not to be able to do that. And he said your patriotism and your faith is practically the same thing. That um, the, what you choose to do and during the national anthem when it's presented to you is your business. Yeah. That's what I, Mark D'Antonio said. And I think this is going to become a regular thing. And, and, and whether it's just these three guys at, at Michigan State or if it's across the country where you see it every day, I think it, it might fade into the background because people are going to forget to talk about what the message behind it is. It's, um, it's kind of ironic, too, that when the whole Colin Kaepernick thing first burst out of the scene, um, Jim Harbaugh, he was asked whether or not he supports right. it. Now he does. And <laughs> not, I mean, now he does, but he, he said that he, agree, like he gets it, but he doesn't support it. Right. And then you see just weeks later... Uh, members of his, his very own, own team. football team doing it, right. and now he's in support of him. Yeah, because it happened. <laughs> he did, I don't think he thought it was going to happen at his universe. Um, but I, I would say the biggest protests coming out of the weekend were in Ypsilanti at Eastern Michigan University. Um, in case you didn't know, um, in Ypsilanti, protesters have been marching through the streets all week um, because of some racial, some racist uh, graffiti and spray paint. Um, painting white supremacist slurs, um, one of which being a KKK-type graffiti um, written on red, white, and blue spray paint, and then other racial slurs um, painted on a wall outside of the courtyard of residence halls, and that was on Tuesday morning. Um, So uh, directly after the game, after the Eastern Michigan University team defeated Nevada... I, I believe that final score was 27 Pretty sure it was Wyoming. Oh, Wyoming. My, that's my apologies. Um, all, those, all those schools out west wow. are the same. <laughs> no, that's, that's a complete joke. That, that's, that's a bad thing on my part. I'm a professional. I should have gotten that. Oh. Um, the Wyoming Cowboys, they, they lost to Eastern Michigan 27-24. Um, but yeah, as soon as the game ended, and I'm talking as soon as the game ended, protesters rushed the field, and they displayed signs, and they started chants. And the, one of the unique things, CBS didn't cut right when the game ended. They, they actually aired a good five minutes of the protests, which I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to support CBS for that because uh, I think if it was a major uh, cable network, if it was like an ESPN or if it was Fox, or maybe even NBC. No, if it was Fox, I would have turned it right off. Yeah. Sorry to show my bias a little bit there. Um, but oh, yeah. Oh, I meant, I meant Fox News. I meant, what? Or am I going with this? But the fact that CBS was willing to air it, and the, I mean, that shows kahunes that a lot of networks don't have, because it's a really sensitive topic. I mean, it was a terrible thing what happened on Eastern's campus, and it shouldn't ever happen. 
Um, I, I hope whoever was responsible for the graffiti is held accountable for it because it's, it's a horrible thing. You can't make somebody feel uncomfortable and unwanted and use okay, racial even, slurs. That. Yeah. You can't, you can't even, you shouldn't say racist things because because oh you have respect why, for other people. Not even having respect for other people. It's not being stupid enough to think other races are not somehow equal to yours. Yeah. Or that you want equal. to live in the sixties again. It's not even, it's not even paying respect to people. It's, it's <laughs> being smart enough to realize that, uh, there are other human beings that do not look like you. And people, it's, it's a racist. People thing have these very. They ahead. just have a narrowed worldview with blinders on that can't see past their own nose, and they can't see past their own skin color because they're still living in the '60s because of where they live. I mean, that really kind of puts into perspective. I mean, Ypsilanti isn't a great area by any stretch of the imagination. No, it is not. I to think it's the city. I I think it's but. relatively close in. In in terms of um, like how bad of an area it is compared to like Flint, like Howell, um, Howell's pretty bad. Well, Howell's pretty racist. Yeah, Howell's really racist. But I think it's third in terms of Pontiac. Pontiac is the most dangerous city, not only in the state but I think in the country in terms of crime per capita. Depends on how violent the crime is. Yeah, I guess you could say. But it, we need to go back to I think back to Mark Denton how he handled the situation unless you got more to add about it no say. mark d'antonio did what you expect to do in that situation after, after listening to Dabo sweeney's comments on how he was like black people in essence he just said black people need to be happy with that they have and shut up because they're somehow equal now because martin luther king somehow wanted black quarterbacks in the ncaa this is like directly out of Dabo sweeney's mouth i'm not making this up i just paraphrased it and then to hear Mark D'Antonio go, these guys have their choice, and he goes, I've said all along and talked to our players that, to me, we talked about this three or four weeks ago. Your patriotism and your faith are sort of the same thing. That's your choice, and it's influenced by what you have experienced in this world. So whether someone salutes, puts their hand over their heart, does something else, everyone has a choice to make. And, and D'Antonio's comments, it's the first coach that I've seen. Maybe it's because he had time, but I generally like to think that Mike, Mark D'Antonio has... As a level-headed guy who understands the world compared to some other guys. He goes, our young people are in college, and I promise you one thing, that when this flag is presented in some respect, I guess it becomes so much more important now. And it's the whole, not just, oh, by the way, here it is. Here's the Star Spangled Banner. One of the biggest things about this whole situation and people protesting and other people not liking it is people are only given the right to assemble and the right to free speech and the right to express their opinion when it's convenient for the other person to right. agree with it. But that's country on every issue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely stupid. Just let... If, if somebody's not happy about it, they have the right to express their opinion. And right. it, it should be left at that. And that that's how change gets instituted. And that's that's what needs to happen. Right. Dan Tony went on to say, too, and I think this is one of the bigger parts, was there are decisions that people have to make, and so as long as it's done in a peaceful way, this is America. That's what the flag stands for. You get to do what you need to do, and that's the beautiful thing about this country. He's, they, he, he's literally giving them free reign as long as they're not, nobody's out there. Just don't hurt anybody. Yes. Don't not that they would. There's no reason to think that anybody would. There's no violent protesting. There's no way. And I wish we, we could have discussed with Sherrod Williams and, and like about it, but we, we weren't allowed to. They didn't let us go, I think, for obvious reasons. But that, that, that about shapes it up for me. Well, um, uh, enough with the serious topics for the day when we come back we're going to give our power rankings we're going to give our hot takes 
and we're going to roll into the contest. Um, so word number three on the day is spittoon. Um, th- the spelling of the word is S-P-I-T-T-O-O-N. Once again, the word is spittoon. Listen to the State News Podcast for a chance to win a copy of the commemorative book on Mark D'Antonio and Michigan State University football teams reaching higher. Listen to the State News twice-weekly sports podcast for the three key words of the day, and then visit statenews.com forward slash podcast for contrast entry and rules. And that's all you got to do. Once again, word number three of the afternoon is spittoon. Welcome back, everybody, on this Tuesday afternoon. We're going to jump right into our hot takes. I'm Stephen Oshansky, as always, with Casey Harrison. And, Casey, I want you to take it away. Well, I was convinced after watching two and a half hours, I had to take some kind of positive. I I had to make up some kind of narrative, or else I was just going to drive myself insane watching the MSU-Wisconsin game. And Wisconsin's the real deal. Um, They have a tough stretch of games. They have a gauntlet where they take on Michigan this week, they take on Ohio State the week after that, and then they take on Wisconsin and then Nebraska. And they're going to win three of the four next games. Hear my words. And, yes, um, four of the five, I mean. Uh, shut up. Which ones? Uh, well, they're going to beat Michigan. I'm going to tell you that right now. They're going to march into the big house, and they're going to win by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And... I mean that's one of the things. It's so difficult to win in the big house. Right. What? What else? Um, Who else? They're, they're gonna. They're not gonna win against Ohio State, no. but they will beat Iowa because Iowa has also been kind of disposed as Awful. a poser. Uh, they've been a huge letdown this season, um, and they're gonna beat Nebraska because Nebraska. I mean they're a decent team, but they're not gonna win the West. Um, and so I, I. What my message is to you: Wisconsin beats Michigan at home, and they will make the college football playoff, because they might lose to Ohio State um, coming up in the coming weeks, but they will beat Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship in the rematch. Wow. So, Steven... i got to tell you, no. No? <laughs> no. No? Have you watched Ohio State, son? Ohio State's really good. Yeah, very good, and their offense is probably the best offense Wisconsin will ever see this year, and they're going to get torched easily. Okay, Wisconsin but... Wisconsin has a good defense, but not good enough to stop JT Barrett. Going into with that game. going into the Michigan State game against Ohio State last year, I didn't think Michigan State had a chance. Michigan you didn't State's, think Michigan yeah. State had a chance. Yeah, it's a little different. Michigan State had an offense. Wisconsin's offense just looked good because Michigan State was bad. Yeah. Yeah, Hornibrook is not going to no. Listen, stop that. Listen, Horn, Hornibrook. You got to be an optimist, Stephen. I, I, why? Why? Why would I care about Wisconsin? So because why do I care? They're, they're a narrative. They're, they're kind they're, of a, they're a narrative. Yeah, they're oh, a story wow. to watch. They won the Big Ten title game not too long ago. Ugh, I hate you. Well, well, sometimes, sometimes I just want to beat you up. Yeah, you know? well, why don't you tell me about your, your hot take? Because uh, it seems so I, interesting. I said it before, and Michigan State is going to kill themselves with the conservative play calls. Uh, I don't know what any of their offensive coordinators have decided to do uh, besides twiddle their thumbs in the press box. But you can't run plays that Connor Cook made with a guy who has not played in four years. Connor Cook made Michigan State's offensive coordinators look smart. But Tyler O'Connor's not going to because they're offense, because he can't make a throw. 
against the defense where if this is Connor Cook, this is a game they win. This is 2013, this is 2015, they win this game. But with the way they call their offense, they're not going to win this game. It was so it was so bland, it was so vanilla, it was so bad that you need a guy like Tyler, not Tyler, Connor Cook to save the day, and they don't have that. And so they're not going to win, and because if they keep conservative play calling like they have, they're not going to win. I don't care how much they run it, because you, obviously you, could, you saw how they couldn't run it against Wisconsin. They might get lucky against Indiana. They probably will run it better against Indiana, because Indiana is not very good. They're going to run against Indiana and probably pick up their yards, but if they decide that they don't they decide that they can't if somehow indiana stops to run what are they gonna do well let throw me, it to nobody again let me ask you this the conservative um, play calling is awful they had what 280 yards of offense against Furman, um over 500 against notre dame and then obviously with the game uh saturday against wisconsin they didn't look good so what if what if msu gets less than 200 yards or less than 300 yards of total offense i oh, mean what, what more, are you expecting one more time uh, how how much offensive yards are you expecting to see against Indiana? I would expect them to win probably at least four hundred. Okay. I I I expect them to. I'm saying if their server play calling gets them into trouble again because they somehow can't run the ball in Indiana, they're not going to be able to throw it either if they can't run it. You see where I'm going with no, that? No, that's a fair point. So um, I'm saying I think they will beat Indiana. But if if MSU struggles to put up offensive numbers, do you think? Um, no the offensive fired. coordinators are on the hot seat. Yes, but I don't think anybody's getting fired during the season. I, and, and nobody's going to get fired during the season. I can tell you that right now. Um, I mean, unless Les Miles wants to yeah. come and yeah, get one. in office in East Lansing. Good one. Anyway, That's always welcome. Anyway, we're going to go to a read. We'll see you in a minute for after a word from our sponsor. We'll come back with our power rankings and wrap up the show from there. See you in a minute. Talking MSU football isn't complete without talking about the driving force behind this amazingly successful program, Mark D'Antonio. Hi, this is Stephen Oshansky here for the State News Podcast. And any true Michigan State fan has to check out Reaching Higher, a commemorative book detailing the story behind D'Antonio and how he elevated a struggling team to a national powerhouse. Whether new to Spartan football and reading about this journey to excellence for the first time or a seasoned football pro wanting to relive the excitement, Reaching Higher makes a great read and an even greater gift. Reaching Higher, Mark D'Antoni on the Rise of Michigan State Football is available for just $24.95 at thesne.ws forward slash D'Antonio book. Again, that website is thesne.ws forward slash D'Antonio book. Or you can click on the banner on the State News website titled Reaching Higher with a picture of the commemorative book. Um, Once again, that'll take you right to the checkout page, Reaching Higher. Check it out. Again, Reaching Higher, Mark D'Antoni and the Rise of Michigan State Football is available for just $24.95. Well, Steven seems a little checked out for the show. Um, I'll lead this segment, and it's time for the National Power Rankings. So, Steven, give me your top five teams in the country. Top five teams, Alabama. No surprise there, if you're paying attention. Ohio State, uh, definitely the best team in the Big Ten. It probably will route the rest of the Big Ten the rest of the year. I don't care how well uh, Wisconsin does, they will route them. Clemson, I still think, is better than uh, people say they are, so I think they should stay at three. Louisville, definitely better than advertised at four. And then finally, Michigan rounds out the top five. Okay, um, what about Big Ten play? 
Big Ten play. Let me give you Ohio State, number one team in the Big Ten. Michigan at number two. Wisconsin slips into three, upseating Michigan State. And Michigan State will take the fourth spot. I still think they're top four in the Big Ten, but that should tell you something about the Big Ten. And then Nebraska at five. All right. Um tell you about <laughs> oh wow you know what i'm done with this bike i'm i'm done well let me tell you about why you're wrong um i i agree with you with bama at number one ohio state is clearly the number two team in the country but i'm putting my leg my eggs in the louisville basket oh, putting your leg in a louisville basket yeah um i'm putting my eggs in the louisville basket uh i think lamar jackson is the real deal and uh clemson they're good but they're number four and then I've got Houston at number five. Oh, no faith um, in the Wolverines, eh? No, Michigan still hasn't played anybody. Ooh. Um, I'm, Ooh. I'm uninterested in them. Wow. Houston is actually, I mean, their schedule isn't that much harder, but it's, it's more legitimate than Michigan's. I think your Big Ten rankings are rather dumb, but give them to me anyway. Um, I, I kind of just went, I wanted to play devil's advocate here. Wow. Um, Ohio State, number one. Michigan, number two. Wisconsin, three. Nebraska, number four. And MSU number five. Um, Nebraska pulls ahead of Michigan State solely because they remain unbeaten. Um, They've had the, they've played um, ranked opponents unlike other undefeated teams in the conference, like Maryland. Um, So, yeah, that's why Nebraska pulls in ahead of Michigan State. That'll do it for us on a Tuesday afternoon. Casey, your thoughts? Um, A pretty slow week in terms of actual news. We had our Really big talking points, and that'll pretty much do it for everything I want to talk about. And remember to check us out on iTunes, because we are on iTunes now. Follow us on SoundCloud. Share share us with your family, with your friends. Um, yeah, that'll do it. Steven, what are your thoughts? Uh, I've got really nothing to add on this Tuesday. We'll see you guys all on Friday. Make sure to participate in our contest and add in your keywords at the end of the week after you hear Fridays as well. So we'll see you guys on Friday.